This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There are five magic words that will blow your mind. TikTok made me buy it. That's it. TikTok made me buy it. Those five words will change the way you use TikTok to find investable trends, to find stuff that literally people are buying because of a TikTok trend. The people posting TikToks are curating the content for you, labeling it, making it easy to find. Social trends tied to products have never been this easy to discover. And today on Dumb Money, exactly how we are using these five words, a a trend that we would have found if we had been using these words sooner, and a few other favorite search terms that we have to turn social trends into investments. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Before we talk about the five magic words for TikTok, I have four magic words that really help us out here on YouTube. Smash the like button. Four words. One tap, one second. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Chris Jordan, I cannot believe that we missed a trend because we were not paying attention to TikTok and our own Dumb Money Discord community because they found this one. Uh, I saw Dom Bruno posted a tweet on it. I mean, I'm on vacation, so I have a valid reason for not catching this one, but I need you guys to explain yourselves. Well, I think, I think first of all, the history that maybe a lot of people don't know um, is that really most, most of our greatest trades over the past 15 years have all started with, well, I'll say the last 10 years since digital has really taken over everything, because we used to do a lot of this stuff manually, just kind of going to malls, seeing what people were buying, right? Very Peter Lynch-like. But it all started with surfacing a single comment or a single post or a single video or a single tweet that started uh, some sort of viral trend, right? And, And it's all about catching that thing a little bit early and understanding if there are implications for that thing, uh, in the stock market, whether for an individual company or for a sector, putting putting the pieces together, right? Connecting the dots, doing the due diligence, and hopefully making that trade before anyone else, especially Wall Street. And there are three words, Dave, that I will not release on this video because these three words that I've been using for, gosh, almost 13, 14 years now, probably have made me 10 million plus dollars trading in the market. And they're words that I primarily use on Twitter. And I always said I would never tell anybody what those words are. And a few people that used to work for us at Ticker Tags know what those three words are. But I'm just still not, I'm still not comfortable sharing them to like the entire world yet. But I, when we came across these TikTok words, um, which have been trying, you know, this has been a thing on TikTok for a while now. I was like, it's time to give the community a little something back in terms of what we use, right? In terms of how we surface some of these things, because the community is working so hard for us. And in the case of this particular trade that we missed, um, 
you know, I don't know if the individual used these words or not to service it, but I want to start sharing more of the, you know, the actual intricate things that we look at on TikTok, uh, on Twitter to kind of surface trends. And Steve Madden was a bag the last, you know, several months uh, that has been trending across TikTok. And if you ask yourself, how do I go back in time and find these things as they're happening? Well, there's a lot of different ways, but it ultimately comes up uh, with what you're searching for. There are words you can search for on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. If you search for them every day or every few days, you will essentially surface trends like as they're happening before they actually become meaningful trends that the press starts to cover that Wall Street becomes aware of. And, you know, the five words on TikTok are TikTok made me buy it, right? Like that, it, it, Dave, do you have that video that we're, to like that example, but it just, this is just an example, right? Of like, yes. there's thousands of these videos every day on TikTok and most of them are junk, right? But occasionally you can connect the dots to one of them back to a publicly traded company. TikTok made me buy it. Shop, shop. Open up myth. That video had what, like 2 million likes? And it's just like a stupid pop, thing that pop, you connect pop. to your bookcase or something like that? Time I don't to... even understand what it is. But the, this happens almost every time something trends on TikTok. People start using that those words, right, to tag the thing that they're going to buy. So what an insane world we live in when you don't need to wait for transaction data that Wall Street pays in some cases, millions of dollars buying, synthesizing, processing, analyzing to see what people bought two and a half weeks ago. If you know what to look for on TikTok, you can literally go into the search box and you can narrow the time frame for what you're looking at to just TikToks that were made yesterday or just TikToks that were made this week. And if you do that every day, if you do that every week, whatever, however much time you have, right? You could actually see these things surfacing in next to real time before they actually become trending tags on TikTok. If you were to do this every day, you'll see what are people doing yesterday that they weren't doing that I didn't see two days ago or three days ago, right? And so literally that's what I do hours and hours a day, a night. And so like, how I'm often are you searching, just doing this? How often are you searching TikTok with this? I with search TikTok almost every night. Almost every night. I, I do some searches on TikTok. I still search Twitter. And again, I don't want to give away my Twitter words because like, I don't know. I, I'm, Two things. I know it's weird. How, how did you, how do you search Twitter every night and yet you missed this trend, this one that we're I, well, because Dave, it, it's you can't just spend like two minutes searching for it. You really have to spend a little bit more time than that. And and the reality is that these five words are really good in terms of having like a broad basket of things that are that are trending. But if you really want to get precise, um, you should be kind of looking at more granular tags on TikTok uh, related to certain, and then you'll you'll surface things within certain categories, right? Um, but if you spend enough time, if you were to spend like 30, 40 minutes a night with that tag, you'll probably see everything. Like you'll probably pick up everything in extra real time. Um, oh, by the way, there is an earnings call. There is an earnings report coming out tomorrow morning. We will get to on today's episode uh, that one of our community members that a high conviction report on 
that I promised I would give out the web traffic stats on that uh, during this episode. So just remind me before we end, I'm, we're going to we're going to discuss what someone believes is a high conviction uh, a trade going into tomorrow morning. I haven't done the research. I was late on it, but I did find some interesting data on this company. And it's what we call a single product company. Single product companies, as you know, are literally the highest risk, but potentially the biggest return social arb trades when you find something early because those, I mean, those storylines, when they have something that trends and a single product trends and it's not being diversified across dozens or hundreds of other product lines, you could see outsized gains. So this one will be fun to talk about. We'll get that later. I just want to tease that now. Um, Another thing to tease, if we can get 300 likes, would you uh, reveal your Twitter search term? No. It's a sick, you know, when you feel like it's like, it's not. You've said it on this show before. By the way, they're super obvious words. (laughs) It it doesn't matter if they're super obvious. And I feel that some people kind of know what they are. And I I have shared them with a few people, but like, I'm just some things I just want to keep to myself because I feel like it's my little thing. And I I feel that not that many people are searching for these words on Twitter. And I just don't want it to get out hugely public uh i will select i'll tell you i use those three words which i will not mention i won't mention the words but i will tell you the latest thing that i surfaced using those words and that was the smuckers uncrustables oh yes those <laughs> yes. are the words that i that used was a long time ago that was like dude. six months ago or something but yeah yeah that, yeah that was a long time now okay the word does not have obsessed in it alex said but 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 Yes, the word obsessed definitely is one of the words that I use on Twitter often, but that's not what I'm referring to here. That said, I will say this. Jack Schwager, when he wrote... On um, TikTok, too. Well, well, yeah, on TikTok as well. It's huge. When Jack Schwager interviewed me for Unknown Market Wizards, he spent two days interviewing me, like 14 hours... And I would not tell him what those words were, even for my chapter in Unknown Market Wizard. I just couldn't do it. He tried to get it out of me. And I, I just, I was like, I'll, I'll tell you other words, but I just, I can't do it. Um, but yeah, obsessed is a big one. That's a great word. Um, but TikTok, listen, these words on TikTok, it's something that a lot of, a lot of TikTokers know, obviously, because they're all using it, but it's something that investors just don't realize. And that's why I want to share it on today's show, because like the words that I look at on Twitter are not words that anybody that anybody uh, consciously uses to tag something. It's just words in a sentence that they're organically speaking that means something. But since this is an actual tag, there's nothing to hold back. Like people use this yeah. on TikTok all the time. Investors, we should know to what tags show. to look for. Yeah, that, that is a trend itself, showing the random thing you bought because of TikTok. And it's yeah. it's going to take a lot of time watching TikTok to even find something that might be related to an investment. Because the last thing that I saw that was a super, like, every, it, they just kept showing up in my stream for TikTok made me buy it, was that uh, that stupid lamp that makes a sunset, like a, a sunset glow on your wall for when you're doing your TikTok yeah. dances. TikTok yeah. made me buy yeah. it. I mean, I almost bought one because it just kept showing up so often. But you have to filter through. There's not a manufacturer of those that's a public company. That's just a random Chinese knockoff product. So it's, it's Dave, finding a you've product. Gotta, you've got to filter. When you do these things, you have to filter through a lot to be able to find valuable stuff. I mean, like I said, 
with that Uncrustables thing, I mean, I was sitting there for hours um, a day for weeks, and then I found Uncrustables, right? Well, I just had that listen, if it was so go. easy that it only took like 30 seconds a day, yeah. it, there wouldn't be, everybody be doing it, right? Like, the, I, I think the fact that it's a manual process that has to, there has to involve some level of context and curation of, of what you're looking for. That's the magic. Because if it was something that could be completely automated, you know, the funds would be doing it. And I know they can't do it because remember that Jordan and I, that this is what we sold to hedge funds was software to kind of look for this stuff. Uh, but it ultimately required a tremendous amount of human interpretation. And that's where we come in. Uh, it does take time to sift through the noise and if you read, I, I suggest everybody go out and get, you know, Unknown Market Wizards by Jack Schwager and read that chapter about social ARB, which is what, what he interviewed, you know, me for. Uh, that really properly shows you the sequence of things that you have to do to make sure that it's a needle mover for a publicly traded company, that there isn't some other information related to that company or the market at large that's more important than the information you're trading. And most importantly, if everybody already knows about this thing, like if it's already so wide amongst the investing public and Wall Street, there's really no, no alpha there. There's no opportunity to trade if it, the information has already reached parity among all investors. Um, well, but I highly yeah. recommend you go read that chapter about me in the book or Laughing at Wall Street, my book. Um, I, I don't make money on it, by the way, guys. It's like I make like 80 cents every time someone buys one. But we're not financial advisors, by the way. This is just social art methodology. We want to share it with you on today's episode. The reason why it's so important is because in this down volatile market, it's extraordinarily important that we remember the things that we can be doing to look for the next big thing. Because rather than being consumed with all the economic news and being consumed by all the noise and by losing sleep over whether the market's up 2% or down 2% today, which I know Jordan does, um, we should be focused on actually trying to find the next Steve Madden bag or can we talk about the high conviction report that this guy did, David? It's, it, it's actually, I, I need to read the whole thing, but it's in the dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord high conviction reports. The name of the speculator is Broccoli Bro. Uh, and I just want, that's a discord name. I just want to say something right now. I am going to send Broccoli Bro. If our mods would help me get this person connected with me, I'm going to send him triple digits cash through Venmo. I don't know how much yet. At least $100, maybe more, just for doing this report. And I said I'd do this a long time ago. I also want to send, if, if the mods can help figure out who the first person was to to surface the Steve Madden. Because I know Steve Madden, that bag, was also surfaced in our Discord community. If they can tell me who that is and connect me to that person, I'm going to send them couple hundred bucks as well okay so like uh please connect me with these people i'm going to send them some cash just for the effort in contributing to our community and anybody that contributes something meaningful like this i will do my best to try to reward you just to say thank you um not that you need the money because if you're finding great stuff eventually you're going to destroy it you're going to kill it on stuff like this right like yourself but i do i just want to show our appreciation for these high conviction reports and people that are surfacing things in the community um oh so the high I, I saw another one in the, sorry, in the comments that thought. I just wanted to, to call out. The uh, it's, take my money is another good search term. Take because people, my money is a good yeah. one. People will show what they bought, 
and just take my money. I've got to have it. Or, or things that they want to buy and haven't yet bought. Well, that's, a, yeah. that's what I like about this is that we don't have to give our words. You can get creative and find your yeah. own words, right? Yeah. Honestly, like we should all share a little bit with each other. Maybe everybody can keep one for themselves, but share a, a bunch of the others with the community. We should maybe start a channel in our Discord just with tags people should be searching on Twitter uh, or on TikTok. But this high conviction report, guys, was on Lovesack. They have earnings tomorrow morning, L-O-V-E. And the interesting thing here, Dave, is that Lovesack uh, came out with a new... Uh, a, a new technology. <laughs> Lovesack. This is the company that makes, you know, Lovesack. They make like the the big, like 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 uh, foam foam based things that you sit in, and also they make full sofas now made of the foam, so they're super they're comfortable. Like mo- basically, they make modular couches, right? And then they you, also Jordan. make You're the so- big bean bags, but they're not bean bags. They're like foam bags that you can lounge in. Jordan, you're so much more eloquent than me at, at, at explaining that. But they came out with a new thing a few months ago. Uh, I think it was the end of last year, actually. Q4, I think. Uh, maybe in October. And it's called Stealth Tech. Okay? And I remember seeing this in our community when it was first announced. So can, can we watch the TikTok? Kind of Here's ridiculous. one TikTok that talks about it. Go ahead. Let's just let's have him tell what us what Stealth Tech is. What do you do when your wife says you get to pick the couch living room? You get a love sex sectional. Look at this thing. It's big enough to jump on. Uh, our last couch, bit of a sore spot in the relationship. I kept falling off of it. This one, very deep, okay? It's comfy, but here's why I love it. They have something called Stealth Tech. They put speakers underneath the couch, so when you're watching movies or anything, you feel like you're there. Yo, this is wild. My seat is moving. Um, you may know that I'm taking award season off because our son will be here in mere days. So we're just going to be binging all the Oscar-nominated films from the couch. We don't have to go anywhere. Movie night, date night right here. Yes, I will get headphones for my son, putting them on the belly as we speak. Um, in okay, case the bass is a little too much for him. Dave, but, uh, the thing is, is it, is it cheesy? Is it cool? Here's the thing. It doesn't really matter from what this report says, from what they claim. It's it was back. It's been back ordered. Okay. Now I don't know if the source of the back order is difficulty with supply chain or excess demand. And I absolutely hate myself for not doing more homework on this earlier because now I have like an hour and a half, two hours to do my research to figure out if this thing is worth trading before earnings that come out tomorrow morning. But but I did pull a web stats report uh, on Lovesack.com year over year. And without getting too granular, because you really can't get too granular on this stuff, it looks pretty good. Uh, the, the, the web, I'm trying to pull it, my internet just broke. The, the web stats look pretty good year over year, and I'm seeing a pretty massive spike in the month of May. Sorry, guys, if I can pull it up, I'll give you an exact number. For some reason, it just crashed on In the me. meantime, I can pull um, up a uh, stock price, and, and they have not been looking good in the one-year chart. And if you say that around May they had a spike, they also had a little spike in the stock price there, but then it has gone down since. But um, here's the thing. Lovesack is going to sell what Lovesack is going to sell, but the fact that they now have what I assume, and again, I've done no, virtually no homework, guys, what I assume is like a relatively high margin add-on to all these sofas, right? Like 
dude, that's kind of like a big deal. If they can get their average purchase price up substantially per purchase, because Lovesack could only sell so many types of sofas, right? Like they have a sofa, they have the cushion, like what are they going to do next? This is actually kind of wild because if you think about home stereos, which are super annoying, as we all know, like, like we're pretty savvy when it comes to getting, you know, home systems and stuff. But 95 percent of the public guys, they don't know how to get like, you know, what do they do? Surround sound like what? And they're in a sofa store and they're probably getting a nice big sofa to watch TV on. And they're in that love sack store. And I need to go try it myself. But I would imagine they have a pretty nice setup in those stores to, to wow you with the sound that you're kind of like, dude, we don't really have a good system in our family room, living room, whatever. I bet I, I, I could see a scenario where they're legitimately selling a lot, like a good number of their customers are saying, let's buy that too, which kind of seems to me on a single product company, does it have at least potential to be a game changer? I think it has potential to be a game changer. I don't know that it is, but I don't know. It's worth looking into. You have two and a half hours, everyone, to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I just Googled Love Sack. It looks like they're uh, they're discounting right now. They have a, a sale coupon code as a they're as always discounting the first Dave. result. They're always yeah, I mean it's a high, they're a high price point on their couches. Um, and is this the time that people are? What you got to think about is you know just as far as you know, furniture, this is not the time that people are buying furniture. That was two years nope. ago. Nope. You're right, so Jordan. Is this 50% like... discount from a year ago on their stock price enough to account for that? Or are things getting worse? I don't know. I mean, I, look, this is not something I'd want to mess with. Going this. Well, well, Jordan, here's the thing. Like, everybody kind of knows that furniture is a terrible business right this second, right? We know that from Crate and Barrel. We know that from Wayfair. Like, from that's so obvious, right? We know that all the... Patio furniture is like not selling yeah. all this stuff, right? But that we have to assume is being worked into the price. So the big question is, you know, is the stealth tech audio technology, is that being, is it, is it beyond successful? Are they able to get supply? And if so, is that being worked into the price? I can't answer any of so those two questions with the, on with this that show. Stealth- technology so like one how long has it been out so that they can reflect sales and then is it gonna you know are they gonna project it i mean the biggest thing you know whatever for the past you know what are they gonna what's it gonna do to growth going forward um and that's mostly gonna be commentary yeah so jordan um oh by the way my, my stats came up so it looks like last year they kind of had a spike to a quarter of a million visits um on you know that third week of may and they had a similar spike the third week of May. I guess P- Memorial Day. That must be the Memorial Day sale, I would imagine, right? Is what they yeah. why people go to Love Sack. They probably have a big sale. But this year they did 360,000 visits to their site that week compared to 250,000 a year ago. Um, now, they did have a much bigger January uh, this year than they did last year, which I think would already have been reflected in the last earnings, which I guess they did crush from what I understand. So the question is, are they sustaining that? And is the market expecting them to sustain that? Because honestly, like, I don't, it looks pretty decent for May is all I'm saying, guys. It looks looks pretty decent for May. And the May data is probably going to be in their forward-looking forecast, but 
supply chain and inflation? Are they getting crushed on the cost to manufacture and ship these heavy sofas? Well, the other thing China? is since they're modular, that's what I don't know. I, this is a problem because I don't know enough about their business. Are they custom making or do they just have a bunch of sitting around? Because I know you've got like fabric choices and all that stuff, but they're modular couches. And so like, you, know, you just kind of mix and match all the but different But Jordan, pieces. it's still going to cost a lot more to ship these things around, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm out on this one, and I also Google like trying to figure out. Goes, yes, but I think shipping rates are starting to come down. I Google trying to figure out when they uh, introduced this uh, stealth tech technology. October, and, right? Uh, here's a Forbes article where they um, aspire to bridge the gap between design and technology with stealth tech announcement. That was uh, October of 2021. So yep. it's been, so you it's have been to more figure, than six months. You have to figure this is the probably the first quarter where they really kind of in stride or pushing and selling and producing and distributing however like i said supply chain on audio guys you know you know how crazy it is to get audio equipment audio video equipment sometimes like this amplifier stuff like that sometimes that stuff is back ordered for like eight nine months i remember when sonos was back ordered like almost a year for some of those so i'm worried i'm worried that they might not have the ability to ramp up this product as quickly as they could maybe ramp up, you know, sacks of foam, quite honestly, like sacks of foam with fabric. So even if the demand is really high, does it even come into play or does that even matter? Because if they come out and basically say, hey, the attachment rate, the attachment rate of people that buy a love sack sofa that choose to add on this thing is way higher than we would have anticipated. And because of that, we think that long-term, our margins are going to be elevated because that could be kind of a game changer for the company because this is not the type of thing that they sell for a few months. If this is a working thing for them, this is the type of thing that should last for years. Like for years, every person that buys a love... Oh, by the way, guys, this is ultra, also, from what I understand, it could be retrofitted into an existing love sack sofa. That yeah, is can. potentially just, a game changer for them, and You right? can add the, the entry-level uh, version for $3,330. That seems really expensive for a speaker. It is really expensive now. considering that most people that are going to do this are going to DIY it. And you can get these like mini um, seat shaker um, that people use in their home theaters for I mean, like a few hundred dollars. I mean, it's not an expense. It's huge. This stuff has been around Dude, for a while. I, it's novel that it's like kind of built for the love sack, but you can do it for a lot less money. Yeah, there's no way I'm buying a three thousand dollars speaker to attach to the bottom of my couch. Hello, where did Christmas go? <laughs> guess he's Hello? taking a phone call. Guess no, he's taking a phone God. call. But no, I mean, I, look, I'm not messing around with the furniture or retail um, sector right now. In fact, I'm no, sure I'm not the retail even. sector. I'm out on this one. I, th this yeah. one could be this... the greatest trade ever for you, Chris, but uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not it. Dave, I'm not trading it. All I'm doing is surfacing it for yeah. people to look at. I, I haven't traded I don't own one share of it. I'm just saying, can the community figure out in the next two hours if this is worth a flyer on earnings tomorrow morning? I, yeah. not, I have no idea. 
But this is why people need to be inside of the dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord and constantly be looking at these high conviction reports and analyzing them and poking holes in them or validating them. And then please, somebody like tell me, because like I'm terrible at doing this myself. And I keep saying I'm going to be in that Discord community more often. And I've just been so busy the last few months. I haven't. Uh, but I need to get in there myself. But if I miss something, please, guys, remind me. Hit me up. DM me. Let me know that I should be looking at something that's in that high conviction report section. Uh, who knows, man? I have no idea what the hell this is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be an in-, in fact, I think the guy who wrote the report, basically, he, t- he tweeted at me, you know, in a half an hour ago and said that even he was just making a really small trade on it because of the environment of the market. He's like, I just don't trust the market. So, so like, I think you got to be so careful here if you play this one. Uh, I'm not playing it as of right well, now. It seems like retail consumer discretionary type companies like this just get smoked on earnings. And so I, do you want to go tend, and take a position? I don't. I tend to agree with you, but let's watch it tomorrow morning. It should make yeah. for an interesting morning seeing what happens here, right? Um, I don't know. But Jordan, I want you to tell... So after our last show, I talked so much that... Jordan had great information and we basically just ended the episode without him getting to share. So we had an episode about my semi high conviction trade on Crocs because of Hey Dude and Crocs, uh, which by the way is comes with a caveat, comes with an asterisk. I'm worried about a recession. I'm worried about promotional pricing in the shoe category. Even Target today came out and said that they're going to have promotional pricing for the next little while, I'm worried about that impacting negatively my Crocs trade. So that's the caveat. But Jordan had a great way for me to hedge. And he shared well, it with how it me came about. Offline. So Chris is heavy in Amazon and in Tesla. Um, and I think Dave also. I'm not that heavy in Tesla. Well, yeah, but you've Jordan, got some. Dave, Dave is heavy in Tesla Dave, I am in and Amazon. And so look, so basically what was happening is Chris was telling me about, um, you know, hedging through um, you know, buying puts on Amazon because that was, you know, the tightest way that he could hedge his account. And I told him, look, you can, you know, you could just short the XLY. It's basically free to do that. You're not having to pay option premium. Um, and tw- I think like, you know, somewhere around 40% of the XLY, which is consumer discretionary, is Amazon and um, and Tesla. And so if you're looking for a way to to just hedge those types of positions, but the XLY makes a ton of sense. Also, um, we know that the uh, consumer is struggling a little bit and that retail stores aren't doing that well <laughs> vis-a-vis Target getting clocked, uh, their last earnings report. Um, and so XLY and XRT are two um, just, you know, sectors that you can that you can use as a, as a way to kind of hedge any type of position that you've got that's exposed to the consumer. And, and, and I'm not I, saying and it's I did. a good now- time or chance to do it. I'm just... You know, those are those are the types of exposures that you can look at to, to I hedge positions. I do not like using puts in this environment. I've said that. I right. the only thing I got puts on was Amazon because I'm just so concentrated, and it was a very short term move for me. I do prefer to. Well, hedge the problem is the VIX with wild swings in the VIX can really mess with um, you know what what puts are doing right, and so um, you know, it was just a straight uh, sector short is a lot cleaner. Um, and you're not having to pay that premium. You don't have that time, you know, you know that the time. By the way, 
can I talk about a, a new risk factor on that Crocs trade that we did not discuss? I wanted to discuss on that episode. Foamies. I hate what Skechers does. Skechers, do you remember when they came out with Bob's, which is a blatant ripoff of Jordan's favorite shoe? Uh, Jordan, what's your what's your shoe? The uh... oh, Tom's. I wear Tom's every Tom's. day. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they came out with Bob's and didn't even try to pretend they weren't copying yeah. it. Well, now Skechers came out with Foamies, and I heard a commercial this week where they are actually talking about Crocs and that you should not buy Crocs, that you should buy Foamies instead. But half the commercial, they're actually talking about Crocs. They're like, if you like Crocs, you'll love Foamies. They're like Crocs, but better. No one's wearing Crocs. Buy fo-. I'm like, dude. They literally copy Crocs exactly like, and then they made them cheaper, which by the way, everyone's been doing the last 10 years, hasn't really worked that well for anyone, but it just annoys me. They're like a mosquito uh, on the back of Crocs and it pisses me off, but you have to understand that Skechers does have massive distribution. And if they start pumping this, we do not know the impact that's going to have on, on do, do what? This is ridiculous. That it, dude, Skechers is has no soul as a company. They literally have. Oh, the fact that they do this stuff is absolutely insane. How about coming they, up with your uh, they own on stupid things? Their own stupid things are ridiculously stupid. So they have to copy other people's stupid things. Are they working on something that looks like a Hey Dudes though? I can't hear anything. It's just my new earphone, Dave. There must be the <laughs> wire then. Or is it my computer? I don't know. Did you turn up the volume? Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? Just jiggle everything. Jiggle the wire. No, my question was, I, I oh, he's taking his earpiece out. I hear, I hear, I hear. Go oh, okay. But you, you were frozen for me. Um, oh. I don't even know. Oh, is Skechers working on a Hey Dudes knockoff? Like a, like a foam bottom, but like slightly better looking top. I, I, I've seen a few Hey Dudes knockoffs already, Dave. I'm going to assume that Skechers is working on one, yes, because that's just exactly everything that they do. That's all they know how to do, so yes. Um, Here's, I'm just looking at their uh, slip-on selection. Oh, I want to address a comment also from Rin. After, after the Crocs, I want to address oil. Jordan, get your opinion on this, but... Uh, what Skechers? Oh, screw Skechers! I screwed up oil. I sold my XLE in the mid '70s, and it kills you me. made me sell mine too. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I made a mistake, right? And it's it's you know, I still made money. I more than doubled my money in XLE, but it it had more room to run, and I I made a mistake. Okay, so let me just let me just give you some possible oil alpha. So as for those of y'all don't know, we live in Texas, we live in Dallas, and we're surrounded by a lot of oil oil guys, right? Uh, so I'm walking the dog this last week and a guy pulls up next to me that I haven't, a, you know, a friend, a neighborhood friend I haven't seen in a while for lack of better. He just, we'll just call him the oil guy, right? Like he's been in oil for 25, 30 years, right? He's the oil guy. Is it the and, oil guy that we uh, talked to when we got into the, um, to that oil thing? That Maybe, maybe, maybe the same guy. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he, I, I forget. I think he was actually the same guy. So he pulls over and he's just talking about oil, right? So I'm like, he, he he thinks oil is going to like 200 bucks, right? That's what Every he thinks. I'm time just, these guys think that oil is going to 200 I, bucks, I, it crashes. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I had to share it. 
I had listen. Where it people want to know what the oil guys are saying in Texas. We live with them right here. Um, I saw one. That's what he said. He's done very well over the past couple decades trading oil. Yeah. Uh, he's also watches the show. By the way, he's probably yeah. watching this right now. But that's that's what he said. He said it's going to two hundred. He had a whole thesis could, behind right? it. it. Could so the, here's my problem. It's too complicated to even know that because every time there's the two hundred dollar oil prediction, I know a lot of people that have made it over the past two decades. And it seems like every time that prediction comes out, that oil crashes down to like, you know, 80 bucks a barrel or 70 bucks a barrel. I don't know. Um, look, it, it's expensive. We have tons of supply chain issues, especially with what's going on in Russia is not helping out the situation. You've got basically the U.S. government's having to <laughs> buy at all time highs to resupply the, the strategic reserves. It's a bad situation all around. Um I don't know. I mean, I, it, maybe it goes up, maybe it goes down. I, at this point, I will tell you, it's probably the most crowded trade. Um, and whenever things get crowded, the exit doors get small. And so I don't want to, uh, that's why I don't have a ton of oil right now. Uh, it's too crowded. I, it's too unpredictable. I know. I know. So I know guys um, that are obviously, they own, you know, mineral mineral rights and they get these checks every month right and they're constantly drilling on their land and yeah. fracking on their land and you know if, if they happen to be drilling a well when oil is up the first like 60 to 90 days is when most of the oil comes up out of a, a fresh drill uh and one of my buddies uh just they hit a big a big one on his land in january and the check they got, the family got, was literally in the millions and millions of dollars. Just the first check. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's so insane yeah. how much money these people are making. It's so yeah. insane. Yeah, I wish I had one of those oil fields. That I was just $120 oil right now. It's, uh, you know, it's, and then you double all of that refinery issues. And then, you know, people are paying, you know. I think we filled up for like 100 bucks the other day. It was crazy. It's 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 what I saw like eight Your nine dollars. flies $10 to that gas too, it, Chris. At the pump. Anyway, I don't know. I, I also think you know Jordan. I spoke to Jordan about this. We're considering doing a show, Dave. Uh, we haven't talked to you yet on the auto sector. Uh, if you look at companies that haven't gotten hit yet, it's really interesting because companies like Auto Nation, uh, they're one of the largest. N- you know, new car dealerships, they are still and used. I mean, every single one of your new car lots has a used car lot. What? Well, of course they have a used car lot as well, but I'm just saying like, they're also, fran- they're franchise yeah. dealers. So they have, a, you know, they generate a lot of revenue from new car franchise sales and then servicing. But the, you know, it's interesting because they're pumping out, they're about to pump out a lot more cars, but the average price per car is definitely going to be coming down. So these dealers have been sitting fat for the last two years, selling every car at MSRP or higher. And now they're going to have to sell cars potentially way lower, you know, going yeah. back to like invoice plus type pricing. I, I don't know. Like, get buying a car right now. Do you want to like, does anybody here want to buy just like a random, you know, gas guzzling car everybody wants some sort of electric vehicle i know but jordan the bottom line is yes but the the facts don't lie like 
they're still selling an insane number of gas vehicles every month. But they're now generally yeah. the number of vehicle sales have come down as you as we were discussing before the show. And right. at that at some point, just with replacement, they have to come back up, right? Back to the 17 million um, number, right? Right now they're at like 14 yep. or 12 or something like that. And the and the what the thing is, I'm assuming the reason why AutoNation is up still is because even if they own if they're forced to sell those at a way lower margin just the fact that they will eventually be moving more new cars means more f and i right and and although you're right f and i it, it's harder to, to buy a car with higher interest rates it's easier for the f and i office at a car dealership to make more money when the interest rate is the spread is between five and six percent Versus, you can only charge so much when everyone's looking at one percent rates. You can't you can't charge two percent interest when everyone's at one or one and a quarter or zero, right? But like once it gets up to four, five, six percent, it's easier to add a point and actually generate some margin on those F and I sales. So, so I don't know. It's should, worth looking into. I think episode. it's interesting. We should yeah. talk about this on next week's Dumb Money Live. And yep. I know Unless you're on vacation next week, Chris, but we're going to have to do an episode. Oh, I'm on okay, vacation also. We... Everyone's on vacation <laughs> yes. next week. I'm on vacation next week, but I'm on vacation all summer. So, <laughs> all right. Um, one more thing. We need to figure out. I saw Wait, a there was YouTube... already one more thing. Did you did you already say what you teased at the beginning? I don't even remember what it was. Yes, we yeah we we talked about the high conviction report. Oh, that, on, that was it. Okay, uh, love sack. Do you know what this meet Kevin episode was? Where he said he's selling. Tesla for this stock, or is that just a teaser no. that didn't go anywhere? Uh, I, I'm sure that was just clickbait, but I think it was in phase because I watched. I watched. Oh. I fast forwarded through that video. Yeah, what is in phase right. doing? In phase is a great company, but they are at least they were expensive. Yeah, they're still expensive. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm sorry, Richard Ross, who says he has ADD and I'm killing him. I have severe ADD, so I'm right there with you, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's very obvious All in these the shows these days. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to address Mike, who's giving me some technical feedback on the show. Uh, all three of our cameras are have a different color hue today because, I, because, because I'm literally sitting at a window with, with no lights, and uh, Chris is in his studio, and Jordan's in his studio, but Jordan always looks more tan, and Chris always looks like a ghost. Are you on yeah, I'm vacation? On a, I'm Dave, on a bicycle still? all the time, and so I get I get the sun. Are you on vacation still, Dave? I'm at yeah, I'm in a hotel. You want to see my view? No, I, can't, I can't do oh, it. There's yeah. too much set up. But yes. Are, are you still in like the, the um? No, I'm I'm in. Uh, can you see that? Mountain. Yeah, it looks pretty nice, well, Colorado or something like that. Okay, well that just about knocked the. Uh, no, I'm in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and my camera just about fell off the tripod. All you, right. you do it right, man. <laughs> but I'll I'll be in uh, Florida next week. Yes, and then I'll be yeah. in, um, and then I'm coming back up here. We're gonna we're gonna leave the big van and uh, come back and resume our trip, and we'll probably just keep going all the way to Canada and I don't know Alaska. It's just too Some, hot. Is, what, is it one? I saw it was gonna be the one day I'm back in Dallas. Uh, it's gonna be like 109, and so I just can't do that. And yes, I am up thinking we're getting we're going to go to Glacier National Park. Good call, Blake. D Dave, what kind of and, RV uh, do you the, have? The RV. It is a uh, it is a um, it's a Chevy, but it's actually uh, who uh, Road Trek. It's a Road Trek. 
Are you still looking at getting an ultra fancy one? Are you still thinking about that? No, this is all I need because I don't even sleep in it. We, we're in a hotel. I've been in this hotel for a week. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> we sleep in it occasionally. You drive your home around and then you don't even stay in it. Uh, speaking of, you know, gas prices are at an all time high. If you haven't subscribed to Hey There, Dave here, I am going to give you the five best credit cards to save on gas and apps that you can stack on top of that to save even more. I'm saving 15% on every single uh, dollar I spend on gas. And actually, I'm saving 100%. It will be 2000 Oh, there's a secret. At the very end of the video, there's a secret way that I will reveal about how I get all of my gas for free. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Um, hey there, Dave here. It'll be 2035, and Dave's still doing credit card videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, someone asked me what the high conviction trade I was coming up with in the kitchen photo. That's oh, yeah, I'm you still never working. talked about that. You just left it hanging. It's because I'm still working on it. That will be an episode in the next couple weeks. <laughs> um, still in due diligence mode. I don't think it's a huge rush, like to get it out right this second. Give me some time working on. It. I haven't forgotten about that one. That was uh, t on my Twitter Twitter uh, feed. Uh, all right, guys, give us a thumbs up before you leave, please. Uh, that sounds like a great thing to do. Just just hit it. Can you hear it, Chris? Oh, that was <laughs> that was a misfire the on, the, on the ending. Are we done? I can't hear anything. Hear we have to be done. I all right, we're done. Money. We will see you back here next week. <laughs>